Hello, and welcome to The Goldmine, where you can find new investment insights from your favorite financial writers every day. Hi, I'm Barry Ritholtz, and this is Not the Same Internet as the Dot-Com Bubble. Parallels abound between the frothy run-up in stocks since April 2020 and the 1990s dot-com boom. Consider the 600% gain in the shares of Tesla Inc. The GameStop short squeeze played out with options on the quote, free unquote trading app Robinhood that drove the stock from less than $10 to almost $500. Or the sudden surge in the share of Rocket Mortgage. And of course, the ongoing phenomena that is Bitcoin, soaring from around $6,000 a year ago to $60,000 this month. While similarities are seemingly everywhere, there are also significant differences. Knowing and understanding those differences will provide insight as to whether the current episode ends with a bang as in the first quarter of 2000, when the NASDAQ 100 index peaked late that March before embarking on an 81.9% tumble lasting all the way till October 2002, or with a whimper, as in the fourth quarter of 2018, when the S&P 500 suffered a 22.8% drop from early October to late December, only to be followed by a robust rebound right up until the beginning of the pandemic in February 2020. Here are a list of five meaningful differences between the two eras. Number one, information sources. What investors base their decisions on has changed over the past 20 years. Some 57% of them rely on professional advice today versus only 49% in 2001. The shift towards more professional advice is part of a larger migration away from traditional sell-side Wall Street brokerages and towards fiduciary advisory firms. My suspicion is that much of that accelerated in the 2010s after the financial crisis. Perhaps even more significant are the info sources relied upon by investors, a study last year by the Brunswick Group identified blogs as the most important information source for making an investment decision at 70%. Two decades ago, this was almost half of that number at 38%. Podcasts, once a source for only 29% of investors, has risen to nearly half of all investors at 46%. These large gains have come at the expense of mainstream media and traditional advertising sources. How do changing information sources alter investor decision-making? In a variety of ways, many of which pose substantial risks for investors' portfolios. Number two, social media and the speed of transmission. The most stunning shift is in how fast news moves today. Breaking stock ideas, rumors, and commentary are disseminated not just via Twitter, but other platforms such as Reddit, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. It takes but a second to cut and paste 280 characters. It takes even less time to retweet an item. This is the sort of thing that efficient market aficionados tout as they explain why prices reflect 
all known information almost instantly. All available info eventually finds its way into market prices. There is even a new exchange-traded fund with the ticker symbol Buzz focused on Twitter and Reddit meme stocks that attempts to take advantage of the flow of information on social media. That strategy looks like a brilliant update on the traditional promotion of stocks by Wall Street analysts, only this one happens at a much faster speed. The quote, need for speed, unquote, risks pushing investors towards rapid and often excessive trading. The academic research on this is overwhelming. For the vast majority of investors, this only leads to worst investing outcomes. Performances decrease, costs go up, and capital gains rise, all of which erode total returns. Number three, fake news and disinformation. The obvious risk in all of that misinformation, rumor and hype, are more and faster mistakes. A 2018 study titled Fake News in Financial Markets used a novel data set from an undercover Securities and Exchange Commission investigation. It found that fake articles directly induce abnormal trading activity and increase price volatility. The results? They were particularly acute among small firms with high retail ownership for the most circulated articles. Sanan Aral, who runs MIT's Initiative on the Digital Economy, explains in his new book, The Hype Machine, that the social media crisis is the inevitable result of iterative algorithms. While regulation is necessary, Aral adds that we need to put pressure on platforms for maintaining the quality of information within their own environments. Rumors and market agitprop are not new on Wall Street. In the 1920s, short sellers would spread malicious rumors in coordinated bear raids. A century later, information travels many times faster. Photoshop, deep fakes, site hacks, and other digital chicanery allows the creation of highly realistic counterfeits. Coordination among participants via social networks with significant firepower, better known as capital, gives these actions market-moving heft. Number four, work from home. Hey, many of us are stuck at home because of the pandemic and we are denied our normal distractions. Some of these folks have turned to the stock market for entertainment. This has had a real impact on both volatility and prices. Take the crew over at Wall Street Bets. Throw in Twitter, add free trading apps, and you have the perfect formula to launch a brand new generation of day traders. We've already seen this movie. In fact, we've seen it many times, and we pretty much know how it ends. Number five, passive indexing. We have been repeatedly told pre-pandemic that the huge sums of money going into funds that mimic the performance of a benchmark, well, that was dominating everything. It was an antitrust threat, a means of price fixing and collusion, the destroyer of price discovery. This all spelled the end of active investing. As it turned out, absolutely none of that was true. Active investing remains the dominant style of investing for stocks, bonds, real estate, and commodities. The lack of active investment on the part of retail investors created a form of pent-up demand for the thrill of trading. It'll be interesting to see if this continues once the pandemic is over and life begins to return to normal. There is no small irony in these observations. We live in a golden age of journalism, content, and commentary. 
an embarrassment of riches that is eclipsed by the dire financial conditions of old media and the worst elements of social networks. This era is fraught with misinformation driven by social networks that iterate algorithms to expertly manipulate dopamine-driven human behavior. It creates a clear and present danger for investors. Think before you retweet. Think twice before clicking that buy button on your trading app. Your future self will thank you. For more from me, check out the big picture at Ritholtz.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is brought to you by Ritholtz Wealth Management. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities mentioned on this podcast. If you're new to investing, check out liftoffinvest.com to get started with us today. Solid.